it's really um, it's nice to see you here. Uh, those of you that we know who've been here before, it's nice to see you again. And that shows us that there's really uh, a level of commitment uh, in your life towards something that you believe this practice offers you. And so we, we, we recognize that you have some idea of the direction you want to go in life. And maybe you have a very clear idea of where you want your efforts in life to, to aim towards. And for those of you who are new to us, it doesn't mean that you haven't been on the path. You may have been on the path a long time, but you're new to us, and for whatever reason, whatever, whatever it is that brought you here, um, uh, we hope that you'll feel welcome and uh, we'll find uh, what we have to offer and uh, how we guide you in practice. We hope that you'll find it um, beneficial. It's not easy, as Kamala acknowledged, to, um, to find the time to have the interest, to uh, gather the support that you need to do something like this. Uh, it takes time, it takes interest, it takes knowledge, it takes finances, it takes the support of your uh, domestic partners or your work mates or whoever it is that's taking care of things for you elsewhere. And it takes everyone that's here having built, maintained and operate this center and to get us here. It is a very, uh, as Laura said, a collaborative effort. But everything in life is like that, really. We are not so independent, we're not so uh, isolated, we're not so alone in our life or in our efforts on the path. Uh, and so we really are um, together, as she acknowledged, creating this opportunity or taking advantage of this opportunity. And it's that way in all of life not just here. And so it's helpful to, as we begin a period of time like this, to just reflect on what brought you here. Whether you've been coming for the last 10 or 20 years, or whether it's the first time here. What brought you here? Why is this important enough to you now to take seven days to look, to observe with a little more continuity, with a little more openness maybe, to kind of insulate yourself from all of the familiar uh, 
distractions, obligations, responsibilities, and just to look. Because that's really what this whole practice is about. It's about just really taking a closer look at the um, experiences of our life. Both the external experiences, but more importantly here, the internal experiences. What's going on in your heart as you go about the day, moving, sitting, and doing your chores, and eating, and napping, and sleeping, and bathing? Just, what's going on, really? Are we on automatic pilot, just kind of getting through the day, getting through the week? Or are we really present with everything, even though it's very routine and familiar? I mean, how many times have you, you know, in your life up to now, how many times have you gone to the bathroom? How many times have you brushed your teeth? I mean, you're going to be doing those things this week too, but can you be there as if it was the first time? As Krishnamurti said, you know, I do, I do yoga every day, and he's probably done it for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I do yoga every day, but I've never let it become a habit. Can we look at our life as not a habit? Can we really bring that um, freshness of presence, just being there, being here with the body, with the mind, with the heart, however you understand that, to uh, fully open to anything, everything, without some demand that it be this way or that without performing for yourself or anyone else, without any expectation of how it should be, or any demand for what you want, and without any resistance to what you fear, or find unpleasant, or confusing. Life has all of this to offer. And if we're not open to some peace because we think, oh, it's insignificant, it's too painful, it's boring, it's uh, inconsequential, and we shut down to that, we shut down to more than that. So we're really asking you, can you be here for the fullness of your experience this whole week? And only you can answer that by observing moment to moment, whether you really can be present. There's some uh, helpful reflections to support that. And one is just to remember why you came. What is it in your life that's going on that is kind of pushing you here? or encouraging you here? Or what is it in your future that is pulling you here? Or what is it in the present that allows you to be here? It's important to reflect on this uh, and just to see if there's any 
or what there is for comments to those questions or answers to those questions. You know, what, what we teach and the tradition that we teach in it comes from the Buddha. And everyone's heard of the Buddha. Uh, even if you don't know anything about him, pretty well-known spiritual teacher or life coach, as you might say. Uh, and by all accounts, for someone to have spoken for the few years that he did, and to have those teachings resonate so powerfully for 25 centuries, there must be something pretty significant in what he said. And so, if we can understand that here was someone who, quite like us, a human being, born into the world of uh, human society, a family, a culture, a tradition, you know, with parents' expectations kind of hounding him, and children, or a child, also kind of burdening him, and all that, and still have undertaken the, the task of really discovering what life's all about in the deepest sense, the reality of this body, the reality of this mind, and how to live most at ease or freely, or how to understand what this is all about. Just another human being who did a job that uh, we can try to understand to our own, trying to live our life with some understanding. And even though we come here and we are, we say, physically secluded from our uh, usual and familiar um, responsibilities and distractions, our mind is not secluded. Our mind quite easily picks up, you know, old conversations, old memories, old fears, anxieties, joys, sorrows, future planning. And the mind is not secluded at all. It's quite entangled in everything out there. The past, the future, families, careers, social obligations, civic responsibilities. And when you see your mind entangling, engaging with any of these uh, areas of your life, just ask yourself, is that okay? And if it's anything other than, of course, then you need to look at that. This is our life. We're not trying to get away from our life here. Just temporarily, we're, we're secluding ourselves so that we can look more clearly, more closely, more continuously at what's going on here. What's going on in this body? What's going on in this mind? What's going on in this heart? And so we're not trying to get away, away from anything, but we're trying to see it so clearly that we can understand it more skillfully. We can see where in our life we're causing ourselves suffering, where in our life we're really uh, wise.
it sometimes happens when we quiet down, we have this time with ourselves, and we're not really engaging with others so much that our life comes into view more clearly. And a lot of time is spent, often, doing what I call the personal history review. You know, old, old memories come up. You know, pleasant things, unpleasant things, shameful things, embarrassing things, humiliating things. You know, just the whole smoggish board of uh, experiences. And they come up for a reason. It's because, in one sense, we're still hanging on. Something about, something about that experience may not have, we may not be at ease with, or may not have resolved in ourselves, may not have accepted. And so when you find yourself hanging out in the past and going over old stuff, just ask yourself, is this okay? And again, if there's anything other than, of course, take a look. What about your life isn't okay? It's your life. Just the very fact that we're alive is phenomenal. If you think about it. And when you really get in touch with, this is it. You know, this is all there is. This moment. That's it. Be thankful that you're still breathing and still can recognize that there's life here in this body. There's life here in this mind. There's life here in this community. We've all heard wide range of teachings, whether the teachings of the Buddha or teachings of other spiritual guides or uh, psychological sophisticates that can really help you understand your psychology of your mind, uh, emotional coaches that can kind of help you uh, get smart about your about the range of emotions that we feel. There's just a lot of, um, there's a lot of help out there. There's a lot of guidance out there. There's a lot of support for coming to know ourselves. And the teachings that we'll be offering while they're rooted or grounded in the, the teachings of the Buddha are our best uh, guess as to, uh, or expression of what we found to be helpful or useful and Hope that you can hear it from that uh, perspective, rather than as an authority to kind of bump your head against or bump your heart against. We don't mean to be kind of laying a, a heavy wrap on you. You got to believe this. You got to do it this way or that way. But just to share with you what we've discovered about uh, opening our hearts and coming to know what's going on and how to how to come into some understanding that that's useful, that's skillful, that, that enables and even ennobles uh, our life. And so please uh, try to just see that that's where we're really coming from as we uh, share the, the teachings and our experiences 
just trying to point to what we found to be useful. Because sometimes we can get frightened, we can feel very insecure, we can feel very vulnerable, uh, fearful, uh, challenged in an unfamiliar way. Uh, we can feel a lot of pain physically, emotionally, uh, existentially. And we might think that, geez, I come to a retreat and I'm trying to calm down and open up and get loving and get kind and here I am going into the hole. And just ask yourself, again, is this okay? And if the answer is anything but, of course, this is life, then you need to look at that. So what I'm saying is that whatever you experience is okay. Everything that you experience is okay. Some of it may be painful and suffering, and some of it may be ecstatic and joyful. You have to be alive to experience either one of them. And that's what we're looking at. This is an experience of life. And no one gets through life without pain. No one. So let's not make that a problem. Fear, anger, pain, vulnerability. Please don't consider them a problem. These are experiences that we all have. The approach to use towards all of our experience is what's going on? Can I recognize this? And how am I relating to this experience? Am I fearing it? Am I indulging in it? Am I hoping it lasts forever? Am I trying to get rid of it? What's your attitude of mind towards this experience? We're not trying to create some esoteric, spiritual, woo-woo-wah-wah mental state or heart space. They may come, but we're not trying to create any particular kind of experience here. We just want to calm down, open up, and see what's happening quite naturally. I was listening to a, an interesting uh, Science Friday commentary on the radio in VR today, and they were talking about the role of nature and the role of humans in nature as if we were other than nature, ourselves. But really, everything about us, this body, this mind, this heart, our emotions, even our aspiration to awaken and to suffer less, is all the display and the unfolding of natural phenomena. This, it's just the way it is. Causes and conditions come together and this is the way it unfolds. Again, it's a kind of a commentary on the fact that the varieties of human experiences are infinite. It's just infinite. We don't need to experience them all. We only need to experience the ones that present themselves to us. 
and there's plenty to work with there. So we ask ourselves, what's going on here? And secondly, what's my, what's my relationship to this? Am I upset by it? Am I indulging in it? How are you relating to this experience? And then, what can I learn from it? What do I know about this experience? What can I learn about myself from this experience? What can I learn about the experience? What can I learn about myself? Because that's why we're here. We're trying to understand ourselves in a way that allows us to suffer less. The Buddha said, there is the understanding that is free from all suffering. There is this reality. There is a way of being with all this human experience and not suffer. Now we don't have to try to create that, we don't have to even look for it. We just have to look at what experience we're having and what is our understanding of it. How is it playing out in mind? What is the narrative in your heart, in your mind, about this experience? Well, this is good. I like this. This is bad. I don't like this. You know, what if I tell so and so about this? You know, it's like that's the narrative. That's what we want to see. What's the story you're telling yourself about this experience? And if the story is causing you any kind of irritation, frustration, disappointment, feeling jealous or envious or chagrined or cynical or depressed or anxious or fearful, that's suffering. So we've got to find another way of relating to that experience. Change the channel. Waking up to the fullness of uh, the human experience is a very uh, individual endeavor. Each one of us has our own challenges. Each one of us has our own uh, path, so to speak. But we're all on the same path. We're in different places on the path. We run into different experiences on the path. We're all headed in the same direction. And so what one person is going through at one time may not be what you're going through. And how one person expresses their experience may not be how you'd express your experience. I sometimes give the example, you know, if you took the local weatherman or woman and you took the former Salvador Dali to watch a sunset over the ocean, you know, so you watch the sunset sitting over the ocean, and then you asked the weather person, what did you see? They would give a certain description. They would use certain language, they'd use certain words, certain uh, concepts to describe what they saw. And if you ask Salvador Dali, well, what did you see? You might get a different description. Right? And yet they both saw the same thing. So, 
we don't want to make much of the different descriptions of reality. What we're, what we're looking for here is what's your experience of reality? <clears throat> How do you find this body? How do you find this mind? How do you find this heart? And the movements between them. Because it's your own unique path, journey, discovery. And however it is for you, is the right way. That's the right way. Not somebody else's way. So really we're just pointing you towards being aware of the present moment, being understand, understanding how you're relating to the present moment, uh, and, and then just noticing what you can learn from it. There's no agenda, there's no curriculum, there's no, there's no grade, there's no uh, pass-fail system, you know. The fact that you're here is, that's all it takes. You're here and you're doing the work. Anyone who has woken up to the fullness of life from the time of the Buddha on, men, women, monks, nuns, renunciates, hermits, ascetics of one stripe or another, up to and including the present day, have all seen the same thing, have all walked the same path, have all undertaken this very practice of looking, observing, being present with all of life's experiences. This is the path, it's a universal path. And we're all on it in our own way, in our own, going at our own pace, seeing and understanding things in our own way. And the direction leads to uh, less suffering, more understanding, disentangling from that which causes uh, suffering in one form or another. There are a couple of areas uh, in our experience that the, the Buddha cautioned us to be particularly careful about. One is being uh, overly ambitious, striving too hard, having some goal, having some agenda, having some something you want to get from this week, or from this sitting, or from your practice. Kind of like wanting to get something requires hanging on when the real practice is all about learning to let go. It's like, what do you get when you empty a closet? When you take everything out of the closet and you let go, 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 you let go. what do you get? Space, spaciousness, you get emptiness, you get the potential of fullness. And the same happens in our heart, in our mind. As we see what we're hanging on to, what we're entangling, what we're clothing ourselves in, beliefs, habits, needs, fears, joys, sorrows, ambitions, resentments, and we see and we let go, it's like taking it out of our the, the closet of our heart, 
taking a look at it and saying, I don't need this anymore. We're not throwing it away, we're just letting it go. And when we can empty our heart like that, there's the spaciousness that can be present with the way things are in this moment. It's not already full of views and opinions and fears. and It's empty. And so whatever is happening in the present moment can be there, can be recognized, can be acknowledged. One of the big entanglements of our heart is with comfort. We like to be comfortable. We like our life to be pleasant. We like to be in pleasant physical surroundings. We like to be with pleasant people. We like our heart and mind to be pleasant. We want pleasant thoughts. We just indulge in pleasantness if it's available. But it's not always like that, is it? And we just have to see when it isn't that way. When it isn't comfortable. We don't have to be, we don't have to try to make ourselves miserable. We don't have to try to be uncomfortable. We just have to see when we're not comfortable. When the mind is not comfortable, when the body's not comfortable, when the heart is not comfortable. Is that okay? And if the answer is anything but, of course, it's the way life is. Take a look at that. Recognize that. Another area of life that the Buddha recommended that we think about every day, just reflect on every day. We're born with about a few years, a few decades, and we die. Nobody escapes. What are you doing? What are you doing here? No one knows when they're going to die. We don't know how we're going to die. We don't know what the cause of death is going to be, but we know it's going to happen. This is not to get morbid and fearful. We don't reflect on death in order to be, uh, depress ourselves. It's to awaken ourselves to just the reality of time is limited. You have seven days to make the best use of the time. Well, we think we each have seven days, don't we? <laughs> we think we do. We assume we do. But there's none of us knows for sure. And if we really take that in, really acknowledge that daily, it'll light a fire in your heart to really understand what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? How can I do it more skillfully? And then, with all of that that I've 
acknowledged so far, practice of awakening is really not that complex. It really is quite simple. It's just observe the experience of the present moment. As simple as that sounds, it's not easy to do, as you know. And so we don't need to make ourselves uh, struggle, or we don't need to make practice really complex. We don't have to go through a whole litany of techniques and strategies for practicing better. You just have to remember what's going on and observe that. That's it, really. That's it. That's as complex as it is. It's really simple. But our minds have a tendency, as you probably discovered, to make things very complicated. To make our lives very complicated. To make our practice very complicated. To make our relationships very complicated. When in fact, what's happening right now is not complicated. To know what's happening right now is not that complicated. But it's not easy to do either. And so I want to encourage you to, for whatever practices, many of you have practiced a lot of different traditions, a lot of different spiritual practices or psychological techniques, and, and they're all useful in their own time, in their own place, for specific purposes. Well, they're all beneficial. There's no, no judgment that something is not. But see if you can take a week of simplifying your life, simplifying your practice, simplifying your uh, relationships. It doesn't need to be that hard. But it does take courage. So, just want to give a little an overview of what it is we'll be doing here. And in the subsequent days we'll be offering more guidance and instruction in how to do this. <coughs>